This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. The 2022 ODT Dunedin Arts Festival is taking over the city from the 12th to the 24th of October with an unmissable programme of the very finest in creative talent from New Zealand and abroad. This year's lineup will wow first-timers and festival aficionados alike with an incredible range of music, cabaret, theatre, circus, dance, comedy, visual arts and more. Secure your tickets today from the DunedinArtsFestival.co.nz and the Regent Theatre Box Office. The 2022 ODT Dunedin Arts Festival, October 12th to the 24th. Well, Shane P. Carter has been wearing a few musical hats of late. He's just completed a long-awaited and hugely successful national tour with Dimmer, performing the album I Believe You Are a Star. He's been readying himself for shows with Don McGlashan as he finally gets to tour his album, Bright November Morning. And he's been curating a very special concert that will team him with the New Zealand Symphony Orchestra in an exploration of personal favourites from the classical canon, as well as a handful of his own compositions. The Bright Sparks concert with the NZSO on the 15th of October at the Dunedin Town Hall is part of a busy programme of events uh, at Dunedin Arts Festival 2022. Shane Carter joins me on the line now. Kia ora Shane, nice to have you with us again. Yeah, hi there, Jeff. Um, yeah, I used to know a deluge of shows after um, yeah, two or three years of virtually no shows. So yeah, when it rains, it pours. Indeed, you and I have shared a few conversations uh, over the years here on OFM about those shows, um, uh, album tours, and we've talked about your award-winning book now. Um, and yeah. we have um, we've touched on your developing interest in classical music before. Um, Tell us how this opportunity to work with the NZSO came about. Um, I don't know. I've, I've sort of, um, yeah, sort of established some rapport with some um, people in the in the in the symphony orchestra just because I go to their shows, you know. And um, but there's a couple of uh, people who actually play in the in the band in the NZSO band who I've sort of established friendships with and. Um, uh, yeah, so um, I, I kind of know bits of the orchestra and they know bits of me. And um, uh, yeah, when they're um, putting together their program, they uh, approached me and suggested this particular show. So I was right into it because it's um, not very often that you get you know the National Orchestra to play some of your favourite classical hits. Yeah, it's an opportunity for you to kind of curate a live playlist, really. Um, yeah. to experience, along with everybody else who's going to be there too, your selections in a live setting. What was um, what was your starting point for making those selections? Um, well, I really wanted to, um, you know, well, look, there's no way that you can cover what you like in, in 65 minutes or whatever, you know, whatever the uh, proportion of the show that is. But I sort of wanted to just give a bit of a chocolate box sampler of bits and pieces that I like from the classical canon. And you know, they're all over the shop, really. There's sort of some um, pretty far out, reasonably modern stuff. The, the spectralist movement, which is um, uh, was around uh, or was, uh, um, was speaking away sort of, you know, in the 20th century. Um, right back to some, you know, some Mozart, who um, has always been and will always remain totally classic, you know. So... The entire spectrum, you know, and stuff that I could relate to my relate to as a musician myself, and also as a writer, you know, as a songwriter. Um, uh, I'm thinking, uh, you know, I've got a couple of tunes in there with singers, and uh, 
Schubert, you know, um, there's one of his tunes that's set to an uh, to an orchestral arrangement, and um, that guy was just an, an amazing melodicist and an amazing songwriter. And uh, there's also sort of the weirder stuff too. Um, um, there's some Messian organ works. Uh, the one skin's going to feature a soloist. Uh, that's just really far out and heavy music. But I can't wait to hear that, um, you know, um, casting its spell around the, the town hall on that giant town hall organ. You know, it should sound epic. So it's a whole spectrum. So it's sort of from weird experimental stuff right through to sort of, you know, woozy romantic stuff, you know. So, But that's what I like. You know, I like tunes and I like weird stuff too. Um um, so it's a real cross-section. Um, I'm privy, courtesy of uh, my friends at the orchestra, to, the, to your set list for the night, and I think I've counted uh, 13 pieces aside from your own that will be part of the programme. That would suggest they're largely shorter pieces? Yeah, well, that was the other thing I decided too, you know, because the thing is that I could, you know, I could wipe out the time I allotted with four pieces, you know, because, you know, with your average symphonic movement, you know, it can take quite often 10 to 15 minutes. So... I really wanted to um, just have samples, you know. For instance, my Mozart thing, the piece that I chose, it's um, four minutes, whereas, you know, my favourite Mozart piece would be, you know, take, would take 20 minutes. And um, But I also wanted to, um, just for it to be, once again, like I say, a sampler, maybe for people who had come along to the show um, who don't go to the orchestra that much, um, you know, well, people even from my own social circle, you know, and... Um, or people who come from similar musical backgrounds, uh, a similar musical background to me, um, yeah, just they could come along and, um, yeah, just sort of lay some stuff on them, you know. This is some of the stuff that goes down in this world, you know. And, um, uh, yeah. But, you know, having said all that, you know, there's, there's sort of all these distinctions made between classical music and, um, you know, rock music or whatever kind of music. But... Um, it's all music, you know. It's not as though it's sort of this completely alien thing. Um, all music is the same thing, you know. It's coming from it's vibrations created by human beings, you know, that are transmitting some feeling. And uh, so that's what music is. And it doesn't really matter, you know, whether it's in an orchestra or it's in a Port Chalmers noise band, you know. It's, um, yeah, the dis- distinction, perhaps in this case. It's certainly about the number of of, uh, of humans involved in the creation of that noise. Um, you're certainly putting the orchestra through its paces when when you had started to have those discussions about about the numbers. Um, what sort of feedback came back from the orchestra to you around that? Um, well, there were a couple of pieces that I really wanted in there that they weren't going to have the numbers. Like, for instance, there's some Stravinsky from the Rite of Spring, which it just requires a huge orchestra, which they didn't have. And also a Mahler movement. Um, they didn't have a, a huge orchestra for that. And there was also some discussion about a string quartet piece, a Beethoven string quartet piece that we probably can't get onto the program just because it's incredibly intricate and um, would take, you know, months of work to do justice to and you know everyone's real conscientious players in that orchestra but yeah one thing is is that it is um it is a really wi- widely varied program that's down for the show but um a it's great because it's all short and punchy so for the average rock person who goes along to that gig you know they're not going to get bored because it's just going to keep changing and um 
yeah, I know I've completely forgotten what I was going to add to that, but um, it was real good. So if I remember, I'll tell you. <laughs> um, and, and the pieces that you've chosen, you've touched on this, but the, are they chosen primarily because they appeal to you, you know, as a as a listener, or are they because they've sparked some ideas about how you might approach composition? Um, both, you know, the pieces that I do like, that I like, dislike as a listener, and also that I do relate to. You know, I have to feel with any form of music, you know, if it's good music or if I like it or not that I'm saying that what I like only, you know, is exclusively good music or whatever, but um, I don't know, there's going to be properties in there that I'll find inspiring or confirming, you know, as a composer myself or as a writer myself, you know, and, you know, you can pick up little tricks and all that kind of stuff, but all my favourite music, you know, it's not necessarily what's going on technically, it's more the spirit that infuses it and, um, that's what I love about the stuff from the classical canon, and that I can feel it. You know, I can feel what that person that I can feel that that person was feeling it when they composed this piece of music three hundred years ago, and that's um, that's the fantastic thing about art and music. Oh, you know, the other thing I was thinking about that I was going to add, which I thought was real good, but it's probably just quite average, but I should add it because I remember it now, is that yeah, one thing about having this wide um, thing on the program is that. Yeah, I thought it'd be real cool for the just to show off the dexterity of the NZSO, which is a world class orchestra, and that they, you know, that within a matter of you know minutes, they'll be swinging from, you know, Mozart or Handel, you know, right up to you know French experimentalists like Grisey and all those people. So um, I think it's really going to show off um, the range of the orchestra and how good that orchestra is. Well, that's definitely worth saying. So thanks for remembering it. Cheers. Um, <laughs> going to be a different experience for you. Uh, spending part of the evening as a punter and part of it as a performer, um, probably not like anything you've really done before. Um, I guess so. I, I think I've actually got to sort of get up and do a bit of an introduction, but I think there's going to be some... I, I don't really want to do that, but I'll do it because I think the show probably does need an introduction. I would much rather just get up and sing, to be quite honest, but I think I'm going to spread the... Just to explain to people why some of these selections were made and all that kind of stuff, I think that'd just be interesting for the audience. Mm. So, uh, but we'll probably spread it around between me and maybe a couple of members of the orchestra and maybe the conductor, Alexander Shelley, as well. Um, So there'll be little talky bits, but, um, yeah, look... um, I guess the whole thing of working with orchestra is kind of quite new to me. I've, I've done a few pop concerts before, but um, uh, uh, with uh, other orchestras around the country, but um, yeah, NZSO are number one, really. And uh, yeah. And the other thing was for my own tunes, I think I'm doing about half a dozen of my own songs. Um, you know, I really wanted to not do the classic rock band with the um, orchestra playing behind them. You know, I said to uh, the the arranger that I was working with, um, Tane Upjohn Beetson, who's a um, Wellington-based arranger, great guy. Um, yeah, I said, look, there's this incredible spectrum of sound in an orchestra. You know, you don't need, you know, why don't why don't we just use the palette that we've got in the orchestra as opposed to making this marriage of sort of a of an inconvenience between a rock band and the orchestra. So I really tried to integrate, and with working with Tane, I really tried to integrate my material into the orchestra setup rather than it being this awkward marriage between you know, rock and classical, which it 
sometimes can be. So as punters, we get uh, we get a bit of everything. We get a bit of focus on the orchestra itself and 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 this um, range of works that have inspired you and that you enjoy. And then we get to enjoy some of your music in a very different setting. I can't wait for it. And 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 I guess after. After you know such a tour that you've just not long completed with Dimmer, um, an opportunity for you to dabble in something a little bit different. Uh, it, it was certainly, um, from all accounts, a, a magic tour being on on tour with Dimmer again. And um, after, as you said at the outset, after being so long away from performance opportunity, uh, this is a this is a pretty incredible year, really, isn't it? Um, look, it is. Yeah, you know, it's. Uh, I really, you know, I realise the pandemic's been, you know, incredibly surreal and stressful and weird for everybody. And um, because of that, you know, I've refused to take it personally and realise that it's a universal experience. But at the same time, I think the last time we cancelled our tour, which was the third time we cancelled it, you know, um, I thought that um, people like myself, you know, musicians and performers who actually rely on having a public audience, you know, that we were actually entitled to feel sorry for ourselves because, you know, the thing is, I'm actually a musician and I've played three gigs. Before I did the Dimmer tour, I played three gigs in two years and um, everything was cancelled, you know, and that sort of, that puts my income, you know, in a perilous state. Um, but also just the thing of being a musician, if you're a musician, you should play. And if you don't play, well, then you start to wonder about things, you know. It's not good for musicians or, you know, anyone whose life and uh, work or, you know, has been derailed like this. Um, yeah, it's um, it's been rough. So to actually get out there and, you know, to get out there and play my dinner shows, that was awesome. And, um, uh, yeah, we had a great tour and, uh, yeah, um but, you know, primarily it was just great to get out there and represent again, yeah. I think you've joked somewhere, I've seen about this upcoming experience with the NZSO as feeling kind of like a where can I go from here kind of achievement. Um, where can you go from here with your music, do you think? Um, well, look, I thought, you know, when I sort of had my success with my book and all that kind of stuff... <laughs> <laughs> I love how I frame it with that sentence. Well, let me say that sentence again. Well, Jeff, when I had my success with my book, um, yeah, no, I did actually think that uh, uh, I did actually. Think, oh, maybe I'll be a writer, you know. And I thought maybe I've written all my songs, and I didn't actually feel this. I didn't actually feel that bad about that, you know. I thought, well, you know, I've been writing songs since I was fourteen or something, and um, but. Um, I do feel like I've still got something to say musically. And, you know, it doesn't really matter sort of on what success scale that is or even who's actually listening, um, although you do want people to listen. But um, one great thing about the Dimmer Tour, too, is that sometimes, especially when you haven't played for ages, is that sometimes you feel like you're pissing in the wind. But when we went out and played that material to people, you realise that people really had a strong connection to so much of that music. Mm. And um, it's really... Um, affirming and a really great thing to witness because like I say just sometimes you feel like you're just in a complete vacuum especially that's accentuated by current events and I can't remember what I was going to say after that but there we go Well from 
the concert chambers for your second ever gig to the Dunedin Town Hall with the New Zealand Symphony Orchestra. It's certainly been a, a really interesting ride so far. I'm absolutely sure there'll be more to come, Shane. Um, looking forward so much to this opportunity uh, at the Dunedin Town Hall on the 15th of October. It is part of a, me- a very varied and exciting programme for Dunedin Arts Festival for 2022. On between the 12th and the 24th of October, do hop online to dunedinartsfestival.co.nz to book your tickets for that show and others. Shane, uh, always appreciate the time you take to join us here on ORFM. Thanks so much. Cheers, buddy. The 2022 ODT Dunedin Arts Festival is taking over the city from the 12th to the 24th of October with an unmissable programme of the very finest in creative talent from New Zealand and abroad. This year's lineup will wow first-timers and festival aficionados alike with an incredible range of music, cabaret, theatre, circus, dance, comedy, visual arts and more. Secure your tickets today from the DunedinArtsFestival.co.nz and the Regent Theatre Box Office. The 2022 ODT Dunedin Arts Festival, October 12th to the 24th. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.